Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Hey there, welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Show. Thanks for spending some time with me. My name is John and I am just excited this week to spend some time with you. We are looking at Christmas coming up soon when we're recording this episode here as our Kavanaugh team and the people editing all the things that are happening behind the scenes. And I hope that you are preparing for this very strategic time for your Christian media marketing efforts as well. I I pray that God is blessing what you are doing for his glory and that wherever you are, whatever it is that you do, that you are laying it out to God and trusting him to do what only he will do and that that is a part, as Paul will say in Romans, of your spiritual act of worship, that you're handling all of these things over, that you are working as hard as you can, using everything possible to bring glory to God, to make his son famous. So thanks for spending some time with me here today, whether you are listening or watching the YouTube show. Either way, I'm just thankful to spend some time with you. Now, as we get started today, I want to talk about a question that we get asked several times. Actually, I've been asked this question directly about practices that we do, but it also relates to then why people use people like us at Kavanaugh Media. And so maybe for as I get started here, I'll give just a 30-second blurb about why we do what we do. The purpose of this show today is not to be a commercial, but it's to get you to think about what things you need to be doing and what things somebody else could be doing for you. Just to give you an idea, just a few days ago was the five-year anniversary of when I stopped my first heavy rounds of chemotherapy for the follicular lymphoma, the blood cancer that I have. Now, it is not a curable type, and I understand that, but right now the tumors are gone, and I thank God for that. But it does put a fire to me to work and to press forward and to make the most impact that we can. That's why we started Kavanaugh Media, was to serve in that way so that we could maximize the time that you and I have, because none of us know how much time that we are given. And so the reason why we do what we do, and the reason why we are a business as mission, at least right now we are, and I all of this is lifted up, lifted up to the Lord as to give him the authority and the lordship to stop what we do, to to uh, get rid of Kavanaugh Media, to change our focus, maybe, whatever it is. I always want to give that up to the Lord. But the reason right now we are a business as mission model is because it allowed us to get back, me specifically, to get back in the game instead of going out and raising support again and spending a year or two getting back to get to that point. It allowed me to get back into the fight as quickly as possible. But there's another reason that comes behind all of this, and that's what I want to share with you all today. People ask us a lot, hey, what tools do you use? What do you like? What don't you like? Those kind of things. And there are a few things that I'm 
using that we as a company are using. There's a few things that we don't use. Uh, one of the things that I've become frustrated with was just Trello. Really, in a lot of ways, just trying to use a good tool, which Trello is, in ways that it wasn't designed for. And also, though, just a strategy that trying to start fresh and say, if I could build this from, from step one, what things would we want to do? And that's why when we brought on Casey to our operational management of Kavanaugh Media, it allowed us to start from scratch thinking, how would we want to train teams? How would we want to continue to work with these teams? How can we best serve people and be a good steward of what God is providing? And so right now we have over 50-some teams that we are trying to serve them and the Lord to the best of our abilities. And it's because of that structure and it's because of outsourcing certain components of what we do. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is just the whole idea of why outsource. What I mean by this, what are some of the the benefits to it, and there are some drawbacks that I want to cover with you as well. This is not meant to be a plug for you to go, oh, well, we should outsource to Kavanaugh. That's not my point. We're happy to serve. We're happy to serve teams and, and organizations, but that's not the purpose of why I'm sharing this with you today. It's more about other things that you do and to really think through what things are our key things that we do well and what are things that we could pass off to others or outsource to others. There is this idea that's happening of low code and no code and, and really of of writing everything down. That's been a key part and will be a podcast here coming up on just why use SOPs. For us, we're really documenting what we do and then we can go back and change things, but we can also onboard new people. We have Joel coming on board full-time. We're going to have some others coming on. It gives us the opportunity to keep consistent quality. That's why we do the SOPs. But the, the ability to outsource or to give certain things or projects to certain people is really an important part of our ethos here at Kavanaugh. When it comes into just what we do, we want to focus on a few things. And so here are some of the reasons that I think outsourcing as a strategy are really important. The first one is just simply it's good stewardship of money to do that. Let me give you some examples. A few from just our work as it is right now. We pay lawyers to set up the different entities that we have. They, we have different business entities set up. We do this for security. We do this to serve a couple of different organizations that we serve to help keep some separation there, protection of, of personnel, all of that. But we use a lawyer because they're good at what they do. And yes, it costs money, but it makes sure that things are done right. Another good example for us is using a CPA. We pay, uh, we don't pay enough, really. Our CPA is amazing, gives tremendous feedback, uh, tremendous help to us. But what it ends up doing is it, it is good stewardship of finances for us to be paying these professionals to make sure that things are done right. Now, this is really true when you start talking about being audited 
or getting in trouble because you're breaking rules or laws. But this is true whether social media platforms, IRS, depending on you know whatever tax service of whatever country you are in, it's just good because it's good stewardship of your money, we believe, to use professionals especially when you start thinking about the time that comes into it. When you start thinking about your time that comes into it, and that's the second reason, your stewardship of your time and your focus, being able to put these things that could take hours of your time to to dig into it, to Google about it, to think about it, to then possibly do it wrong and get in trouble, our time is worth something that's really important. In the nonprofit world, a lot of times I don't believe people realize how much their time costs. And so people are providing, they're giving to to put you on the field or to do the work that you're doing, but there is a cost to your time. And so when you choose or I choose to spend an hour of time in something, someone is paying for it. It could be your donors who are trusting you that that hour is well spent or five hours or whatever it is. It's the same thing with us. That's the benefit of a business's mission is that we have to know what an hour of time is worth, especially after all the taxes and everything else that goes into it, all the expenses, what is the value of time? And it's easy to lose track of that and to spend way too much time on something that somebody else could have done at an equal level, maybe better, in a lot less time. Or just to free up time for you to do what it is that God has called you to do. To evangelize, to disciple, to be able to be working with your leadership instead of trying to build websites or learn how to set up this QuickBooks account or doing whatever you might have to be doing. So it's good stewardship of your time and of your focus. It lets you dive into it and really think about what are the things that are critical for you to do. I say this all the time. It's all about your swim lane. Stay in it. What are the things that God is calling you to do? And then focus on those. When you outsource, this is a tremendous benefit. When you start thinking about, well, we'll we'll bring another person to the field to do this one task. How much time is it going to take to get them to raise support to get there? Are they actually good at what it is that you're asking them to do? What is the focus of the people that you're trying to do? Are they equipped for it? So I think it's good stewardship of your finances, of your time, of your focus. I also think it's an economy of scale. When you outsource, you can bring on more and more people quicker. This is especially true when you're on the foreign field someplace doing you know, M work is that to get somebody to raise their support, to go through all of those processes, to get to your spot or to do whatever, it, it's too slow. When we're in a Kairos moment, a moment when we have an opportunity right now, you can scale and have a speed when you outsource. So even if it's software, let's say, and you are looking into, for example, Ad Espresso as a tool for you, or Canva, or something else. What time, focus, speed, and scale does this software provide for you? That's what you're doing when you outsource. You're using that software, for example, to take other work that you would have to do, 
going into ad manager, setting up these things, setting up your Google ads. It's all coming into one place and you have the ability to scale. So there's a speed and a scaling benefit to outsourcing as well. There's also just the idea of experimentation or flexibility. You can try things out. So whether it be people or software, you're usually not locked in. A lot of times there's a trial period for software. You can try it for a week or two weeks or whatever for people or a group. You can, it's six months or a year or whatever type of, of, of uh, subscription that you have or membership that you have or contract that you have with them. So this gives you a lot more flexibility and the idea and the opportunity to be able to do research and development, to do experimentation. All right. Now, it's not the only positive parts of outsourcing whether that be software, people, whatever it is, there can be some drawbacks to it, especially when you're outsourcing to people. And some of those are simply just control. If you are asking somebody else to do a job, you can't specify certain things. Like there's some real specific rules out there, depending on what country you're working in, as to what makes somebody like, for example, in the U.S., a 1099 worker versus an employee. And so if you start telling people, hey, uh, you need to do this, this, and this on this day with this thing, you, you need to be very careful because you may be breaking rules. Or let me give you an example. If I wanted to replace the shingles on my house, I could do it. I, I probably wouldn't do a good job at it, but I could do it. I could buy the materials. I could get up there. I could take off the old ones. I could arrange the getting rid of things. I could get a, a good hammer, maybe an air gun to nail them down, all of those things. Or I could hire a company that that's what they do. They do roofs. But if I get that group that comes in here and I say to them, hey, I want these kind of shingles and they give me options, no problem. If I say to them, and I want you to use this hammer, and I, I want you to use this kind of nail, all of a sudden, I am getting into realms that are making them almost more like an employee than a contractor to it. So there's a control issue that comes into it. This is the same thing with outsourcing. is If you know exactly what you want and you start telling somebody else, hey, I want it this, this, and this, you may lose some of that ability of control when you outsource things. Same thing with software. There's going to be things you like. There's going to be some things that you may not like with it that you may lose control. For example, at Espresso, great software, but there are some things to it that are not as easy to do as, in our opinion, as when you go into like Ad Manager, really getting into the granular parts. So control is one of those things that you may lose some of. Another one is just communication itself. Depending upon who you're working with, if it's a person or outsourcing to, where they are, what language they're, they're at, what channels they use to communicate, all of these things could be a headache at least, if not a drawback. Another one is just the culture itself. When you have somebody that's not a part of your immediate team, or your org, or your group, or whatever. So specifically with people, and you outsource in that way, depending upon what you do and what you want them to do, there's could be culture issues that come into this. Now, if you're letting people just work in where their expertise 
is at, then it shouldn't be a big area. But it's when you try to make somebody that's you're outsourcing an integral part and say, you're on our team, but you're not really, or they are not really. There can be some culture issues at play there. And when you come out to all, all these things to it, there's just this reality that it's not a perfect answer, but it can be a pretty good answer. And so I would say to you, why outsource? Well, because it is a Kairos opportunity that you have to be on the field, to do what it is that you do right now. Now is the time. That's that idea of Kairos. In fact, that word is used, seizing that moment, seizing that time. I think it's used 86 plus times in the English translation that I was looking at. So being able to outsource allows you to be able to to focus in, to do the things that are important at an economy of, of finance and of speed and of scale that can really maximize. It can be a force multiplier for you, whether that's a person, software, tool, technology, whatever it is, there are times that you need to be outsourcing what you do. Understanding that there's drawbacks, but also seeing the cost benefit to them. All right, and so I hope that this is just gets you thinking about what things might you want to be outsourcing, what tools, what technology, right? What software? What things do you spend a lot of time on that don't add a lot of value to what it is that God has called you to do? Are there people or processes or tools that can allow you to get that done and let you focus on what it is that God is calling you to do? to make his son famous. All right, I hope it spurs some thoughts for you. If you have some ideas or ways that you've done this, I'd love to hear them. All right, reach out to me. You can always reach out to me directly on Twitter and send me a direct message on there. You can contact us through our contact us form on KavanaughMedia.com website. All right, until next time, keep pressing forward, keep experimenting, keep trying to make Jesus famous. May he bless all that you do for his kingdom, for his son, and for his glory. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for him and for his kingdom.